Awesome. Let's get on in, find our seats. We still have some coming in. Make sure you're in the right row for your grade. We are going to have a great time at Vacation Bible School tonight. How's everybody doing? We have way more girls than we do boys. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to win the penny march tonight, the boys? Or is it going to be the girls? Look that high-pitched scream. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, come on in, come on in. We have some still coming in. Find a seat. We are going to get started here in just a couple minutes. We have... All right, you guys like screaming already, I can tell that, so tell you what, hold on, listen to this, <laughs> unless, unless the scream ball is in the air, so here's how it works, when the scream ball is in the air, you can scream, when the scream ball is in my hand, you cannot scream. All right? Everybody understand? So, when the scream ball is in the air, you can... When the scream ball is not in the air, you cannot scream. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh, the scream ball is not in the air. Titus, you don't listen. You have to let your energy out when the screen ball is in the air. It's not in the air. It's in my hand. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Are you watching? One, two, three. That was pretty good. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Ready? Good job. Here we go. Here we go. Good job. All right. Set up straight. Hands to your left. Keep your feet still. We are ready to begin tonight. We have some Three. that are coming. What? What? Oh, no. Already? What are you screaming about? What? This is my private property. What Get are you doing? Who are you? My name's Joe. You know, okay. Whoa, whoa. Your name's who? Your name's what? My name's Joe. And they call me Stumpy. Stumpy. So your name's Joe, but they call you Stumpy? Yes. What, what are you doing living in this condemned house, Joe? This is my private property. I've lived in here since I was a baby. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to share the property this week, bud. But that's not in the contract. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a contract, uh, Stumpy. Uh, so uh, if you can come up with a contract, then we'll leave. Otherwise, I'm sorry, we're here for the week. Just keep the noise down. I'm trying to get my beauty sleep. You need it, trust me. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try and keep the noise down, I promise, all right? You better. All right, all right, take it easy. Grumpy old man, anyway. Get out of here. 
We're not going to keep the noise down at all this week. It's going to be great. Who's excited for Bible school? Okay. Here we go. Preacher, are you ready? We've got flag bearers and pastor's going to come. We're going to start with our pledges to our flags and our Bible. All right. It is a tough crowd. I still think the boys are going to win tonight. Listen, listen, the girls, I drove a bus tonight. All the girls that got on the bus tonight said they didn't bring any pennies. But the boys were like, oh yeah, we're on it tonight. All right, boys, you're going to win tonight, aren't you? All right. Before we get into any of that, this is going to be our verse to learn for the week. All right. And uh, our theme is on building and we're going to build precept upon precept line upon line so we're going to learn this verse together all right so let's do this let's say it together all right from the beginning begin but the word of the lord was unto them upon precept upon precept upon precept line upon line upon line here a little and there a little isaiah 28 13 
I know, it's a lot, right? And I think I messed it up. Let's try it again. Ready? Say it with me. Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28.13a. That's the beginning of the verse. I know. How many of you think you can memorize that this week? Oh, no. Every time we get going, a puppet has to show up and ruin everything. Wait a minute. Why are you doing verse without Dale? Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Dale. I haven't seen you in forever. Rude. So rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to start without you. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Dale. You should have consulted me. I, 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 next time, I won't start without you. I promise. Okay. 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 Are, are, Fine. You forgive me? Today. T- today. Okay. Uh, well, this time. Okay, I understand. Do you want to help us or not? Yeah. Okay, all right. Duh. So, have you, have you heard this verse before? Uh, yeah, it's in the Bible. So you have the whole Bible memorized? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Dale is a little... I um, wrote it on the side of the board. You wrote, yeah, you wrote it on, yeah, there's a lot Just kidding, Dale, uh, have it memorized. You, you do have it memorized? Yep. The whole thing? Yep. Oh my goodness, you have a good brain. Yeah, see, Dale brilliant. <laughs> okay, Dale, well, you want to help us with this, right? So yep. I'll tell you what you can do. We're going to say it together again, all together, and then we're going to split up the boys and the girls, and you can tell me which side does the better job. All right. Okay. Boys already think they're going to do better. So we'll see. All right. Can you handle that, Dale? Okay. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Before we start that, there's two important people beside yourself. How long does this take? But Would Get you be goodies. patient? Beside yourself, there's two important people that Wait, we need. Wait, no, to... no. That can't be true. You think you're the only important person around here? Well, yeah. You're not even a person. You're a puppet. Duh. <laughs> okay. I give up with you today. All right. So, uh, but I need to introduce these people. All right. Fine. Now they're super Get on important. with it. They're super important because one is the captain for the girls team for the week. Ooh. The other is the captain for the guys team for the week. Ooh. And, and they're going to go at it. I just know it because they're Wait, married uh, and it's going to be hilarious and it's going to be fun. And, 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 and then bad things are going to happen to the loser every night. Is this like, a hockey match? <laughs> no. But, girls, are you ready to learn who your team captain is? Yeah. Team captain for the girls is Miss Kristen Kennedy. Yeah. Come on, yeah. She's super excited. So that means yeah. So that means quiet now. That means yeah. that the boys uh. captain. It's Brother Will Kennedy! Yeah! Yeah! Let's go, boys! Okay. Now. Now, we've got, we've, got th- we've got three flags over here and three flags over here. Now, the side that does the verse the best here in a moment is going to get the first flag, all right? It's going to get the first flag up. So, let's say it all together again. It's right up here. Dale, are you ready? Still ready. Okay, this is going to be all together. Let's say it. Ready? Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them 
precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. All right, now girl side, stand up. You're going to do it all by yourselves. Boys, you listen. You have to outdo them, all right, for the flag. Here we go. Dale, you're listening to the girls. Dale, listening already. All right, girls, begin. But the word of the Lord to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28, 13a. Very good. Be seated. Boys, stand up. It's your turn. Guys, side. Here we go. Can you outdo the girls? Here we go. No cheating, team captain on the girls' side. Here we go. Begin, boys. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28:13a. Very good. Be seated. That was awesome. What, Dale, you got your work cut out for you. Uh, yeah, because some five-year-old up here sound like a man. <laughs> All right, Dale. Was that the boys or was that just the grown-ups saying that, it? That was the whole guy's side. Oh. Grown-ups and boys and teenagers. Because, you know, and, they're not quite grown-up but not kids either. So, But they're smelly. Oh. Dale, would you just make a decision? <sighs> Fine. Here we go. Dale's it was the... Dale. <coughs> Today, Dale. <coughs> yeah. Let me guess. Hairball. <sighs> yeah. Mm. It was the boys. The boys! Whoa! First flag going up on the boys' side Wait, today. Uh, that was alarming. That was awesome. Thank you, uh, Dale. Brother Eric. Okay. Shh. Yeah, yes, Dale. Yes. Uh, some five-year-old girls sound like a grown man now. What? <laughs> you better be nice to the girls' side, Dale. Ah, uh, Be nice. Yeah, Dale's scared of the girls. <laughs> That's because the girls will get you after church is over. Uh, okay, bye. Bye, Dale. Okay. All right. Guess what time it is? It is game time. Who wants to play a game? All right. Let's see. Let's do it this way. I need you to pick me one boy off the boys' side since the boys won. Go ahead and pick two girls, okay? Two girls to help me play the game. We're going to play Let's Make a Deal today. Let's make a deal. It does not matter. It could be young, it could be old. I just need at least one or two boy, two girls and one boy. All right. Are you ready? Go ahead and step up here. Now, we're going to let the girls pick first, okay? So just hang on a second. Come right up here. Come right up here. Oh, no. I already told you you didn't get picked. I'm just kidding. Okay, come up here, Marianne. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I would like for you, since you were the first girl up here, to go pick one box and stand behind it, any box that you want. Do not touch the box. Just pick one, one, two, or three, and stand behind 
the box. All right, Marianne, you pick one, two, or three, whichever one you like, and stand behind the box. All right, so you're going to get the last box over there, Logan. All right. Now, here's, what's, here's how it works. How many of you have played Let's Make a Deal before or seen it? Anybody ever seen it before? Okay, so we have three boxes up here. Under two of the boxes are great things that you can win. Under one of these boxes is a bad prize that you do not want. It's the zonk, okay? And I think I just saw an ugly goat or something. Okay. Now, so here's what I'm going to do. Yeah! What was I need, what was that? What? All right. Hey, you tell me if the hand comes out again, okay? I didn't uh, yeah! That was a goat, not a hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second. All right. Right here in this bag, I have all kinds of goodies. How many of you like Kit Kats? I didn't ask you, goat. How many of you like Hershey's and cream, cookies and cream? All right. Hold on a second. Where did the goat go? We got. I'm gonna find this goat. Where's the goat? Goat. The goat. Where was it? Over there. It's over here. All right, goat, come out here. Where are you? I know you're over here hiding somewhere. It's over here. I thought you said it was over there. All right, I give up. All right, goat, I'm going to get you when it's time. Okay. I don't know what to think about these guys. Okay, let me see here. Does anybody... Does anybody like Swedish fish? Okay. Gummy bear. All right, Mr. Goat. The goat needs to leave us alone. Okay. I don't know what to do. I will give you, Mr. Logan, I will give you the Mountain Dew. I will give you the gummy bears. And I will give you the Swedish fish for what's inside your box. Or you can keep what's in the box. Might be good, might be bad. What should he do? Don't touch the box. Hands off the box. This, for what's in your box. You're going to keep the box. You're going to take this. All right, come over here. Ooh. Take these with you. Give Logan a hand. He did a good job tonight. All right, Logan, you may go. All right. I'm sorry. Tell me your name again. Jada. All right. So hold on. Shh, quiet down. Jada, you have the opportunity 
to keep what's in your box, or you can switch to box number three. Now that you have a bad, a bad prize, what would you like to do? You're going to keep your box. Are you sure? Okay. Marianne, you can choose. Would you like to keep what's in box one or would you like to move to box number three? You're keeping your box. All right. Jada, I'm going to give you one more chance. One more chance. I will give you these two candies for what's in your box. The yellow hand says, don't do it. However, the yellow hand does not know. So you need to choose. What would you like to do, Jada? What should she do? What do you want to do? You're going to keep your box. Okay. Let's go ahead and see what is under box number two. Are you ready? One, two, are you sure you really want to see what's under box number two? I, I mean, I don't know. Do you really want to see? Are you sure? Okay. One, two, I'm not really sure that you want to, you're positive. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Oh, she has some stacks. Take those with you. You get some gummy bears. And you get some Reese's peanut butter cups. Give Jada a hand. She did a good job. That is what is under box number two. Marianne, Marianne, Marianne. My goodness. <laughs> this goat is really annoying. Okay. You have a choice now. Do you want to keep what's in this box or would you like to move to box number three? You're sure. I'll tell you what I'll do, Marianne. I'll give you these two candy bars, and I'll give you some Dr. Pepper. Do you like Dr. Pepper? Do you like Tahitian treat? This is like really good stuff. I love this stuff. It's like, it's like liquid gold. Would you like this or this in place of box? I'm trying to help you. What should she do? She keep it. You're keeping box number one. Well, then, first of all, Marianne, let's go over here and see what you could have had. Because you could have had box number three. I tried to give you box number three. You wouldn't listen to me. Are you ready? One, two, three. Are you sure you want to see what's in box number three? All right, let's look. Box number three. You could have had turkey and potato recipe dog food. She blew it. That was the good prize. Imagine what then is in there. I'm just kidding. Are you ready to see what you want? Okay. One, two, three. Ooh. We have some Takis. And we have some Oreo cookies. There you go. Give Marianne a hand. She did a good job. Thank you for playing the game today. Great job. All right. Are they still running around back there? Okay. 
The hand. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Hey, Dale, are you still back there somewhere? Oh, Dale. What? Dale, would you come out here, Dale? I need you. Fine. <laughs> We're going to sing a song, Dale, and I need you to help me choose which side wins. You like to do that. Oh, yeah. So I thought you'd want to come and help. Dale win. No, no, Dale, you cannot win. It has to be the girl's side or the boy's side. It can't oh, be Dale. Okay, girls. Okay. How do you know? The girls haven't even sang yet. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So the fine. first song that we're going to sing tonight is this song right here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. So, Miss Kristen, get your team up. Here they go. Girls, you're uh, going to lose. Wait, Boys, brother Eric. You are going to be the praise ye the Lord's. We're going to see Tell which side does the best ear job. Plugs. Let me ask you a question. Which side's going to be louder, the girls or the boys? <laughs> Number two coming up. This is for flag number two. Dale, are you ready? Listen up. Here we go, girls. Can you hear me? What? Dale, I'm talking to you. What? Dale, I can see your mouth moving, but I can't hear anything. What? <laughs> wow. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Are you okay, Dale? No. I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Have you ever seen a Dale fly? Uh, wait. Flying Dales are the best. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. This time, we're going to sing so loud that we're going to make Dale like blow right out of the building. Uh, Dale, are you ready? Are you psyched? Are you pumped? Boy, stand up. It's your turn. You're going to start us out. You're the how to lose this time. Are you ready? All right, here we go. All you got. Let Dale have it. Here we go. See if he's okay. Ow. Dale. Dale, are you okay? Ugh. Dale. Dale need first aid. Dale. Oh man. 
Hey, 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 buddy. Hey. Dale you... gonna kill you. I'm sorry. Please don't. Please don't. Okay. But, but, Dale. Why? I... Dale. Why? I. I... Dale, there's somebody after you. Yeah. Dale, did you? Did you Not as that? bad as throwing Dale through the air. <laughs> okay, hey, Dale. Why? I need you to tell me which side won that flag, Dale. <sighs> it was. Uh. Today, Dale. <sighs> Fine. It was the girl. The girl side. The score is now one Ow. to one. From the boys' side, we need Ow. a boo. From the girls' side, we need a cheer. That does it. All right. Dale leaving now. Bye, Dale. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for helping. All right. Next, we're going to sing another song. This song is Cast Your Burdens. How many of you know this one? How many of you know oh, this yeah. one? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's all Fine. sing. Fine. Throw sing Dale and then sing about Cast Your Burdens. <laughs> Well, we didn't want to get you too excited. All right, here we go. It goes like this. You sing with me, okay? Here we go. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Here we go. Higher, higher. Come on. Higher, 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 higher. As high as you can go. Lift Jesus higher. Sing it out. Higher, higher. Good job. Higher, 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 higher. As high as you can go. Lift Jesus higher. Here we go. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Now here we go. Ready? Lower, 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 lower. Keep going, lower. Stomp Satan, lower. Let's go, ready? Lower, lower. Keep going. Lower, 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 lower. Stomp Satan, lower. Good job, ready? Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Now, liar, liar. Ready? Goes like this. Liar, liar. Keep going. Liar, 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 liar. Satan is a liar. Come on. Liar, liar. Yes, he is. Liar, 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 liar. Satan is a liar. Let's go. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. Cares for you. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Now, I need you to pick me a boy out that's got lots of muscles. Like lots of muscles. Like he is ripped, muscular. We need a girl that has. Oh no. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna get back to this first. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. 
Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Just have a seat right there, okay? Because hold up. I made, I made a catastrophic mistake. Let me explain. Let me explain. I, I'm, oh my, oh. I, I, made, I made the mistake of Brother saying. Brother Eric. Uh, oh, hold on. I made the mistake of saying I need a boy that is very muscular, ripped, tough. Yeah, built. baby. Oh. I can take any man. Oh. No, seriously, I'll take any man. Is, that, is this not like the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life? Thank you. That's the problem, is she in, in, in I'm a looking for a hunk of hunk of a hunk. A handsome you, hunk. Oh my god. I goodness. can't think of any other now, H now, words. Now, I I I was told about you. I knew when I saw you it had to be you. Oh, my sister told you, didn't she? Yes. Um, Gertrude? Yeah. But I'm more beautiful than she. Oh. And she said, this is a great place to pick up a man. Uh. And body slam him. She... Oh. This gives me the chills. Are you married, Brother Eric? Happily. Happily married. Thank you. Should I ask your wife? uh, Ask her what? If she's happily married. Oh, she is. Very happily married. Are you sure about that? Yes. Have you looked in a mirror lately? uh, I'm sorry? Have you looked in a mirror lately? Listen, um, um, I forget your uh, name. Uh, you, you, Eunice, Ulysses S. Grant or something. What? 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 No. What? You, you. That guy's just a dumb old general. You, you, uh, you, you. Eunice. You ugly. Oh, Eunice. <laughs> Eunice. Yes, Eunice. How could I forget such a beautiful name? And that's right, Buster. So, Eunice, um, you're you're looking for a man. Yeah. Uh. I'm looking for a cute. Uh, can you point out uh what was his name? Uh Josh Whitney. Josh Whitney. Which one is he? Oh. Thank goodness he's all the way in the back. He is, Bring he him is, a little closer. He's I don't think Josh you just stay right where you're at, okay, buddy? I'm trying Trying to help you. Okay. What? Nothing, nothing. I, I said I said he's a handsome guy. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, uh, my standards are pretty low. You're, uh, wow. Wow. Uh, Eunice. I mean, y- Eunice. how can you expect anybody to stand next to this radiant beauty and be a, look good? <laughs> Does anybody else feel a sudden urge to throw up right now? Um, okay. Um, Eunice, I, I tell you what. Um, what? I, I, I think I think you need to pick somebody different. I think he is I, a little short. He's, uh, Does he have an older brother? He uh, he he does actually. 
He, he does actually have an older brother. Um, yeah, what's his name? Um, his, his, <laughs> I'm going to let you try and figure this out, uh, Eunice. Um, I don't want to get in the middle of, of, of love, you know, and uh, so. What? I'll let you figure out what his name is on your own, okay? Um, All right. But uh, maybe we'll see you tomorrow. I I'll know. have my people call his people. <laughs> okay. Bye. Right. Uh, it was Bye, cutie. I assume. I, 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 oh. <laughs> Ethan? You better run, man. Okay. Ethan? Oh, no. I didn't know she had those. Where'd he go? He, he's, 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 uh, he's left the building. Um, yeah. Ethan. Eunice. Eunice. G yeah. G give it up for today, Eunice. Uh, I, I think you're. I got to go get my beauty rest, Ethan. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. B bye. We can arm wrestle. I have good news for you. She needs so much beauty rest, she may not be back the rest of the week, okay? So, uh... I heard that! Man, she has good ears. We better watch that from now on. Alright, so, um... I'm afraid for you now, my friend. Um, because you might get sucked into this. Are you okay with still helping? Okay, we're gonna sing the next verse to cast your burden. So did we find a... Oh, we found a girl. Okay, come on up here, come on up here. Okay, I need you to stand right up here. Okay, and I need you to stand right up here, if you would, please. Let's all stand back up. We're going to sing the last verse of Cast Your Burdens before we got interrupted by the gross Eunice. Okay, so <clears throat> here's what you... Oh! Hey, Brother Eric. Hey, hey! Brother Eric. It's Kermy! How are you doing, Brother Eric? Hey, Kermy, how, how are you? I'm great. I've been on vacation for a whole year. They had the biggest flies down in Bermuda, let me tell you. Oh, that, that, they had the biggest flies you ever ate? Oh, they were so scrumptious and juicy. All Man, right. that lily pad was just nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hey, I have a question for you since you're out here. What's um, that? We have two. We are going to sing uh, this next verse. It, 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 it has to do with like being muscular, okay? Ooh. And uh, can you tell me which side? Someone say muscular. Oh, no. I got muscled for days. <laughs> this uh, guy's scary. Ooh. He is scary. Uh, you don't eat frogs, do you? What? You don't oh, eat frogs? No. Okay. I don't like frogs. He's my neighbor. We, Are you a vegetarian? We live in the same pond. Oh, really? A vegetarian like a hippopotamus. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, all right. <laughs> okay, well, hey, since you guys both, uh, you know, like, you know, you're both muscular and all that. I mean, okay. I know Kermie. I've seen Kermie work out. And, and uh, what, what's your name? Gator. What is it? Gator. Gator. Yeah, well, you like the way I say it. Ga Gator. Gator. Like. G-A-K-O-R. Gator. Gator. That's real original. Gator. I don't think he okay. spelled that right. He said Gator, you deaf dummy. <laughs> Y'all better be nice. They are not nice to me today. Okay, well, let me find out. What's your name? My name's Luke. Luke, I'm glad you're here today. What's your name? Haley and Luke. All right, now, here we go. We're going to see who has the biggest muscles. You all have to do it too, okay? You all watching? You let us know which side you think is more muscular, the girls or the guys' side. Here we go. If it's the girls' side, I'm scared we might want to leave. All right, here we go. Are you ready? It goes like this. Sing with me. Super, super. Come on, flex them. Super, 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 super. 
supernatural powers. Got to fly. Super, super. Come on, here we go. Super, 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 super. Supernatural powers. Good job. Ready? Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you and you and you. Cast your burdens upon Jesus. He cares for you. Good job. Now, you want to do that again? No, you don't want to do that again, do you? Okay. All right. You want to do that again? You like flex. She likes flexing her muscle, man. She's like, whoa, pow. I mean, she's going to like flex so hard, it's going to like knock you through the wall over there. It's going to no, blow them so. away. Uh, hey, Kermit, what do you think? Uh, who, who, who do you think had the, the a gator? Who, had, who do you think did the best job on that? Oh, I think oh. the ladies did uh, a those great girls job. girls had some big muscles. <laughs> ladies. Ladies. The, the, the girls? All right, the girls' side. Get your flag. You two, I'll tell you what. There's some candy and boxes right over there. There's some candy and some boxes. You can go over there and pick out any candy out of that one piece that you want, okay? Then you may have a seat. You all may have a seat. Great job. You've done a great job tonight. We are having a good time. Thank you, Kermit. Thank you, Gator. You're welcome. Good to meet you, Gator. I'm glad you were here. We are to the point of the night now where we're going to give out some prizes. All right. If you brought a visitor tonight, you told the person that was in charge of your row... That person then told Brother Tim, who is calculating all the visitors for the week. And I'm going to explain something to you right now how this works. All right? So every night, every night, the boy that brings the most visitors with him is going to be able to pick a prize off this table up here. The girl that brings the most visitors with them each night is going to be able to pick a prize off the table. Now, the girl and the boy that bring the most visitors, friends with them for the week, all right, you're going to get to take home these two backpacks and the prizes that are with them right up here on top of the piano. All right, so over here is the girls. It has candy, two liters. It has Chick-fil-A gift card in there. Um, And the boys has the same. And both backpacks also have a gift card to main event in there. All right, so you can go to main event and have a good time, all right? So, and they've got a water gun and some stuff. So all kinds, or I'm sorry, that's actually a rival Nerf gun. So they've got all kinds of good stuff in there. It's loaded with school supplies, everything. You get the backpack, everything that's in it if you bring the most friends with you for the week. So how many girls are going to try and bring friends with them tomorrow? All right, we got hands going up everywhere. How about the boys? Would you like to win that? You got to invite your friends and bring your friends with you, okay? And you'll have that chance. But for tonight, for tonight, all right, here is the girl that brought the most tonight. Marianne, come on up here, Marianne, come up here, Marianne, come up here. The boy that brought the most with him tonight is Josh Kennedy. Where you at, Josh? Come up here, Josh. All right. So we're going to be gentlemen. We're going to let the ladies go first, okay? So anything on that table that you want to take home, you're taking home the giant inflatable soccer ball. All right, give her a hand. Do not play with it in church. Might want to give that to a teacher. All right, come on over here, boy. Pick out what you want there, Josh. These are awesome. These are like the inflatable boxing gloves so you can beat up your sister. Maybe your dad. I mean, <laughs> he's like, good luck. You want that. All right, give Josh a hand. He got him a squish ball. Awesome. Very good. Remember, that could be you tomorrow, but you got to bring friends with you. Well, 
We're going to check in now. These puppets have been like going crazy tonight. I think they're anxious to uh, get into their time for the evening. So has anybody noticed this kind of odd looking structure? I mean, when I came in, I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's a house, but it's kind of like, eh, I don't think I want to live in a house like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of deformed and stuff. Um, and um, <clears throat> I have a feeling, I, just, I have a feeling that Mar- Marvin is already at work. Hey, um, I think he's working now, actually. Uh, Let's see if we can't uh, get Marvin out here. Y'all want to call for Marvin? All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hey! Marvin! What's up, buddy? I'm Melvin. Oh, hold, hold on. What? Um, okay, we, we know who you are, Marvin. I'm not Marvin. Yeah. Doesn't he look like Marvin? Yes, you are. You are Marvin. No, I'm not Marvin. Yes, you are. No, I told you, I'm not Marvin. Marvin, I know it's you. Look, you might think I am, but I'm not Marvin. What? What? What in the world's gotten into Marvin? We know that. Where did he go? Mar- Marvin. That's weird. Where? 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 Is... Hi, brother Eric. Uh, Who are you talking to? Marvin isn't here this year. Uh, well, Marvin's not here this year. Nope. That, that's, that's weird. That was, wasn't that? Anyway, um, okay, I, I'm confused then. Uh, where, where, where is he then? Oh, he flew to the rainforest in the Amazon, you know, uh, to help some, on some jungle expedition. He, he, he's in the rainforest? But, yep. Oh, okay. But you didn't go with him? Are you kidding? Go to the jungle with Marvin? Besides, uh. I got a call that you needed some help here. I don't know who called me, but they said something about a nincompoop building a house. <laughs> well, um, th- there is a bit of an odd building project going on here, Margaret. Uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say Marvin is here. Hmm. Excuse hmm. me, Brother Eric. Uh, uh, Marvin! What in the world's going on? Margaret, Margaret doesn't think you're here. You keep insisting that you're... Not Marvin. I told you. I'm Melvin. Uh, Melvin. Melvin. Oh, okay, okay, fine, 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 fine. I, I will. I'll play along. I'll play along. Um, who are you, um, Melvin? And, and where did you come from? I'm Marvin's identical twin brother, Melvin. Margaret doesn't know about me. Once in a while, I take Marvin's place. Margaret doesn't have any idea. Uh, you're, you're, you're kidding, right? Nope. You're, you're not kidding. Um. Marvin! What are you doing here? You're supposed to be in the jungle. Uh, hi. Uh, I forgot the mosquito spray. Do you have it? What? Oh, wait, it's too late. I missed my flight. I guess I'll have to stay here and supervise the building of this masterpiece right here. This explains a lot. <laughs> Where have you been? We could have used someone to bring us our tools and stuff while we were building this magnificent oh. house. Ooh, Melvin. Marvin. Uh, 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 yeah. 
But you said... I know what I said. What are you talking no, about? Nothing, nothing. Let me give you a grand tour of the house. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, you are probably waiting for a hard hat. Safety first. Bernard! 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 What is Bring Martin with a hard hat! Bernard! Okay, boss! Ugh. Here's that hard hat! <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Here you go. I brought it for you. I asked you who you are. I'm Menard, an apprentice to me. Me, Margaret. Meet one of my apprentices, Menard. What, what, one? You, you, you have more than one apprentice? Two apprentices. What? I suppose the other one is named Lo. <laughs> <laughs> Always the jokester. I don't get it. Yep, he's your apprentice, all right. Hey, Nacho! Nacho Bell Grande, get out here! Nacho! Nacho? Nacho? Uh, Are you ordering an appetizer or building a house? <laughs> That's my other apprentice, Nacho, oh. or by his phone name, Nacho Bell Grande. <laughs> uh, hola! Uh-huh. Since when do you have an apprentice? Also, that's not how you say it. Uh, Olay. Nope. Uh, Olio. No. These two fine apprentices started just today. Oh, yeah, my. I can tell. Yeah, can you believe this guy? Like, he's gonna teach us everything about construction. Uh, Olaf. Nope. <laughs> everything about construction, huh? Marvin. Why don't you tell us all about this house you've started to frame up over here? Let's start with measurements. How exactly did you measure your lumber? I, I was kind of wondering that myself, actually. Well, first, I took out my trusty tape measure. Only the best for me. Only, really? Only the best for Marvin? Um, so, uh, what, what exactly do you use? I mean, do you use DeWalt? Nope. Better. Milwaukee? Nope. Better. Be better? Um, I don't think of anything better. Uh, Stanley! You mean the train engine? No. Better. <laughs> um, well, what, what do you... I only use... Manly tools. Yeah, manly. Yeah. manly. Yeah. You only. Oh, perfect. Manly tools for me. Oh, no, brother. That's debatable. Yeah. Thank you. Bernard, Nacho, show them how long this baby is. We have a baby? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh. Um, um. Um, so All right, boys. Right. We gotta line this thing up because it's a mile. What are you doing? I'll, I'll grab this. It, so you, so you push this that. button here, okay? Uh, what? Oh, oh, what? We go. Oh. Wait a minute. Hey, what is going? What? How? Hey, boys. We can go even further. What? We can almost push it. 
Hey, oh. hey, oh. Oh, oh. There we go. Uh, okay, now we slowly bring it back. Wait a That's second. Uh, what, what, what are you doing? That, that is a ridiculous tape measure you have there. What? But it's manly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ridiculous and manly. Got that right. Yeah. Manly! Uh, no wonder your house looks a little weird. But it's manly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Manly. 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 Yeah. Marvin, you used the wrong tape measure to measure this house. What? No, I didn't. She, she, she's right, Mel, Mel, I mean, Marvin. Um, you have to use a tape measure with the same measurement standard as the plans. Margaret's just jealous. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mel you figured me out. <laughs> Um, 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 Marvin, I, I, Melvin, um, I Melvin. think you better put that tape measure away and, and get back before it's too late. All right, uh, boys. Yeah. Uh, all right. Gently, gently. Careful. That's going to uh, come back, back and slam over you. You'll just let the manly men handle this. Careful. Everybody okay back there? Oh. Melvin? 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 Are you okay? Uh, I think I'm fine. <laughs> Marvin, Marvin, Melvin. Marvin. So, okay, fine. Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> Melvin, I think you're as dumb as your twin brother. What? I, what do y'all think? Bye. Bye. Um, I don't know what to think at this point. I don't know whether to think this is Melvin, Marvin. I don't know. But I do know one thing. We got to change this. Because they've had an accident today. It's got to go back to zero. I have a feeling this may not be moving off zero this week um, with this crew on the job anyway. But um, anyway, well, I want to I wanna just... Um, does everybody see what happened when Melvin, Marvin, whoever he's using, the wrong measuring standard on this house he's building? It, it really didn't turn out like it was supposed to turn out, did it? I mean, take a look at it. It's kind of leaning. It's kind of crooked. It's kind of... I wouldn't want to live in that house anyway. Um, because he used the wrong tape measure. That thing was ridiculous. Our VBS theme this week is this. I want you to listen up. Our VBS theme is God's master plan. God's master plan. We want you to know that God has a master plan for your life. Okay? I'm going to say that again. God has a master plan for your life. Every single one of you. 
And if you follow his plan, you can have everlasting life. You can have everlasting life in heaven someday. But not only that, you can have a joyful life here on earth as well. All right? So you're going to learn about this stuff this week. And if you use other measurements to figure out how, how good you are, how good you're, you're, of a life you're going to have, you're going to build your life on plain misery, just like what happened right here tonight. We're going to learn about this all week long. So here in a little bit, Brother Robert Cullison is going to come. He's going to, he's going to teach you. He's going to show you some things from the Bible that you can use to measure your life. And he's going to tell you what to do with those measurements of your life and how to build it by God's standard. All right? So you listen up this week, and you're going to learn a lot of stuff. Tomorrow night, we're going to find out exactly what he's going to do next because this house has got to change. We can't leave it looking like that. All right? So we'll get back to that tomorrow evening. Now, I have another question for you. How many of you brought... Some pennies with you tonight. Anybody? Or you brought money to change into pennies? Because it is time for the penny offering. I skipped one. There we go. Penny offering. So we're going to have some penny march of music here in just a second. And let's see. First thing we're going to do is get our penny scales up here. So if you all would bring those up here, that would be great. Our sheriffs are bringing the penny buckets up here. Now here's how this works, okay? The side on the left is going to be for the boys. The side on the right is going to be for the girls. The side that wins tonight is going to get another flag. All right? So you want to win this. You want to do it as, as, do this as best as you can. If you didn't bring any pennies tonight or any monies for pennies tonight, you can do it tomorrow night and the next night and the next night. And it's going to get pretty competitive throughout the week. All right? So... Let's go ahead and have our penny marching offering going here. And let's take the first grade and under first. So all the little ones, if you have some pennies, you can come right up here and you can put it in the bucket on your side. Make sure you put it in the right side. Don't switch it up. Girls, make sure you come on this side on the girl's side. Boys on the other side, just throw them right in the bucket. We will see which side wins the penny march tonight. Oh my goodness. The girls are loaded. They are loaded tonight. They are shocking me right now. The boys, not looking so good, guys. We better have some more pennies coming. Here comes a bunch. All right. Everybody else, you may come up. If you have pennies to put in, only pennies go in the buckets. If you have dollar bills or quarters or anything else, take it back to the bank in the very back. The TNT bank, they'll change it into pennies for you all right only pennies go in the bucket there's a line forming of girls at the bank we need a line of guys to form at the bank <clears throat> the girls already have some gold bricks you can buy the gold bricks in the back you can also buy whole bricks of pennies back there and put those in there is also a banknote somewhere did the banknotes sell tonight do we know I don't know if it sold tonight or not, but it might have. If it did, then we get to take some out of one side and put it in the other side. All right, let's go ahead and let it go and see where we're at. The girls are ahead right now. The girls are winning. 
The boys are about to drop an entire brick of pennies in there. Now let's see who's ahead. The girls are still ahead. The girls are still winning. The girls just keep pouring it on. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not. Dog food cannot go in. Oh, okay. You give it to him. Yeah, yeah. That's between you all. Okay. I'm not getting in the middle of that. Boys, we need some more pennies up here. The boys, it's not looking good. Let's go ahead and let off, see who's ahead. Just let it sit there. We're going to see if the boys, just let it sit there. We're going to see if the boys can come ahead. Boys, this is how much you're down by. You need some help. You need some help. Here comes some more pennies for the boys' side. Landon, throw it right in there. Good job. Oh, my goodness. Really? What in the world is going on? The girls are just destroying the boys right now. Well, that helped a little bit. Not near enough, not near enough. We got some more bricks coming. Gold bricks for the boys' side. That's what we're talking about right there. Oh, it's getting close. It's getting close. Boys, you are so close. So close. We're going to close the bank in one minute. One minute from now, the bank will be closed. And you will not be able to get any more tonight. So if you need to do that, do it now. Another gold brick on the girl's side. All right, good job, boys. Where are we at? Let's let it go. Where are we at? Are we even holding it at all? Not holding it at all. It's it's not that far away. The girls are barely winning right now. It looks like a lot, but it's not. Wouldn't take very much, boys. Wouldn't take very much. Here comes Landon again. He's got another roll of pennies. Good job. Good job. Two rolls of pennies. I have a feeling we might have some boys that are setting on some uh, pennies back there. Also, we've got the banknotes still out there. 20 seconds. 20 seconds and the bank will be closed. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The bank is closed. You cannot buy any more pennies or bricks or anything tonight. Now is the time if you have any pennies or anything or the bank note. Is the bank note out there anywhere? If somebody has it, you can use it right now. Would be the time to use that. The girls are coming. Oh, let me see. What do we have here, Landon? Landon has the bank bond. This means that we can take two bricks of pennies out of the girl's side and put them into the boy's side. How you're going to do that, I do not know. It'd be $40 worth. It'd be two bricks. Allows the buyer to move two $25 boxes from one side of choice to the other side. Now I'm assuming Landon wants to move them to the boy's side. Is that right? Okay, Landon, they're going to the boy's side. Brother Joe is working here. He's going to put them over there. We're going to see how much it moves it. This is available every night. 
the first person in can get this and you can use it at the end of the offering to move it from one side to another. Let's go ahead and move one over there. All right, we have one box going over just like that. Oh, the boys are barely ahead. They're barely ahead. Yes, yes. So just start counting. Um, there's 50 rolls per box. 50 rolls per box. So start, start counting. They're counting. They got to count out 50 rolls. We don't have a full box. So 50 rolls of pennies have to go into that side. Now, when we're done with this, we're going to count down from 10. You're going to have 10 seconds. If you're holding anything, you're going to have that 10 seconds to get up here, get it in to your side before it is too late. All right. Two more rolls going in. They're getting close. The boys are ahead now. The boys are ahead. Will the girls still have enough sitting back there to move the scale back in the other direction? All right, we are good. Here we go. If you have money now, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Boys win the penny offering tonight. Boys win tonight. Do you need some help? I can't with more help than this. All right, there we go. I can't twist it. There you go. All right. The boys win tonight. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to win tomorrow night, the boys or the girls? But we have a dilemma. I want you to look around. We're tied two flags to two flags. Now each night, the side that has the most flags is going to get the prize to go out. You're going to go out and uh, get, the, uh, get the prize for the night. However, tonight, everybody's going to get the prize on the way out, all right? So when you get out there, you'll all get it. But the boys won the penny offering, so the boys get to leave first and go to snow cones first tonight. All right? Also, when you get out there, you're going to have all the inflatables to play on as well. All right. Brother Will, can we please move this off to the side? And we'll move that out of the way. And we're going to dismiss the first grade and under. You're going to leave right now. So follow Brother Seth. He's right here in the middle. First grade and under. You're going to go downstairs. You're going to go down to your class. Everybody else, just stay in your seats for just a minute, okay? All right, after they are gone, I would encourage you to move up as close as you can. You never know what prizes or anything you might get. So let's move up here on the second row, second row and back. Scoot on up, everybody. Get as close as you can. Just not on the very front row. All right? Out there. Out there would be better. Just a second. Let's go move on.
on up, move on up. Don't be shy. Get in those front rows. You'll want to be in as close as you can, okay? Let's fill them on in here, girls, okay? Fill in. Fill in here. Okay, I think those two rows are full. You're going to have to go probably to the third row, girls. The third row back there. Okay. There's some seats down there at the end, okay? Just go down at the very end down there beside the wall. over some rules real quick right here these are the rules for in here okay so sit up straight keep your hands in your lap keep your feet still look at the speaker and no talking all right so we're privileged this year to have um, brother Robert Cullison preaching for us this year He'll, he's a great friend of mine um, was in our church for years and now he's he's a church planter in Ogallala Nebraska all right but he's driven all the way here to be with us this week, and we are so thankful that he's here, and it's good to have him. So you give him your undivided attention today as he teaches the Word of God to you, okay? So remember those rules. They're right there in front of you, and obey them, all right? We're going to switch out some batteries here real quick. been told by several people that they've been praying for this, praying for me, and so I certainly want to take this time seriously because it is extremely important. And so I want to commit to the Lord and before the Lord that I'm going to give my best effort in everything that I do here with you all this week. And I'd like for you to do the same thing. Obviously, you're not going to be up here talking, but you have the opportunity to listen. And while my words aren't necessarily all that important. We're going to be looking at the thing that is the most important, and that's God's Word. And so I want you to be tuned in, to be committed to listening, and most importantly, listen to God speak to you and then respond appropriately. But every time that I've come, and it's been a few years since I've been here, seeing Vacation Bible School and all the work that goes into it, it's incredible seeing all the decorations. Don't you think this is awesome? I think that if you see somebody that's wearing an orange shirt, then they probably had a hand, at least in some part, setting it up. So make sure you tell them thank you for that. And then seeing all these prizes, I mean, if I knew anybody in the area, I'd certainly bring them. I mean, look at this stuff. This is really cool. I want to know how far that flies. I mean, you know, food's getting more expensive, so I think this Grow Your Own Food Kit is going to be invaluable. So I'm, I'm hoping that that goes tomorrow. Yeah. It's Worm World, in case you can't see it. You can you know, grow your own worms, and I hear they're tasty. At any rate, <clears throat> my name is Robert Cullison. As Brother Eric said, I'm from Ogallala, Nebraska. Now, how many of you have heard that before or heard of Ogallala before? All of you should raise your hands because Brother Eric said it earlier. You've all heard of Ogallala, Nebraska. It is a small town just north of us and a little bit to the west. Anyway, it's a great place, and I'm thankful to have the opportunity to be there serving God and planting a church. Now, my story is not all that interesting. What is really interesting, what I want to spend some time looking at this evening, is God's Word. You don't have a Bible, I am sure, but if you do, then what I want to do is turn to Isaiah chapter number 28, because we're going to be looking at the theme verse for this week. You memorized part of it, I want to read it in its entirety, and help us to understand exactly what's taking on and why God said what He did. And so we'll be in Isaiah chapter number 28. But before we get into that, <clears throat> how many of you know what this is? Yeah, exactly. It's a Lego person. If you didn't know what that is, I am sorry. 
your child has been, childhood has been no fun. No, I'm kidding. But it's, it's a little Lego person. <clears throat> pretty straightforward, pretty easy. I'm sure if I disassembled that into its three to five pieces, then each and every one of you could come up here and put it together, right? It wouldn't take too much time, probably less than three seconds for you to assemble it. Wouldn't even have to put much thought into it, right? Now, <clears throat> I have here the all-important Lego instruction manual. And here, this is a rocket ship that was given to my son, which obviously means that I'm the one that built it at home. Um, at least when he got it, he wasn't quite old enough to put it together now. I'm sure that he could, but I don't think he'd be able to find all the pieces. At any rate, <clears throat> the very first thing, the very first page that we have in this all-important Lego manual is this. You see what that is? It's the basic instruction. It's how to assemble the person. Now, this is pretty basic, right? I mean, I think anybody opening the package would do exactly what my son does and looks for the people and puts those together first without even consulting the instructions because who cares? You know how to put the people together. It's pretty obvious. Well, I want to look at Isaiah chapter number 28. I want to read the theme verse again and go through what's taking place and why it's here and why it's so important for us on this very first night of vacation Bible school to have the right mindset as we go forward into the week. Because, as Brother Eric said, God does indeed have a master plan for your life. But if you're not in the right mindset to observe that master plan, to listen to what God's trying to say to you, then you're going to miss it, and it's going to be a detriment. It's going to be very bad for you. And so Isaiah chapter number 28 and verse number 13, it says, But the word of the Lord was unto them, and we'll talk about who them is, Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. It doesn't end too encouragingly. There's a reason God said that. So I want to have a brief word of prayer, and then we'll get into what's taking place here in just a moment. Father, again, we want to thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to be able to consider your word. I ask that you remove distractions and that these young ones here be able to hear from you what you have for them tonight <clears throat> about the importance of humility, about the importance of listening to you so that you can do your work freely in, it, freely in their lives. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So... <clears throat> In Isaiah chapter number 28, the prophet Isaiah, he's being used by God to speak to a group of people. Ephraim. You might think, who's Ephraim? It's important, but not for what I'm trying to get across to you right now. Let's say that Ephraim was a group of people that God had put in a special place. A place that was a wonderful place to live. They were able to farm. They were able to uh, grow all the crops that they needed. They lived in a place that's generically called, as it says here earlier in chapter number 28, that they lived in a fat valley. You want to live in fat valley? Wouldn't that be a great place? You write your city down. Now, we've driven around a lot, and I've seen a lot of weird city names, Ogallala being one of them. But I've never seen a fat valley in Nebraska or Kansas or Iowa. But at any rate, <clears throat> they lived in a place that was abundantly blessed by God. But when Isaiah spoke to them in the beginning of chapter number 28, he says this, Woe to the crown of pride. Woe. Now, Isaiah is not speaking to a horse. He's not saying, Whoa, horse. But he is trying to get their attention and get them to understand that what he has to say is very important and it demands that they stop and that they listen because 
they're doing something wrong. So indeed, they do need to stop. To the crown of pride. As I said, they lived in a beautiful land, a prosperous land. The unfortunate thing is they chose to take pride in themselves because of what God had given them. That they saw the beautiful land that they had. They saw the abundance that they had been blessed with, all the crops that they had made. See, back in Bible times, it's not a lot like, or it's not really much at all like it is today. You'd have to grow your own food. You'd have your own farm. You worked hard from sundown to, or from sunup to sundown. And so whenever you had a lot of crop, whenever you had a lot of food, whether it was grapes or corn or wheat, whenever you were growing, then it was a time to rejoice, a time to be happy, a time to be thankful. But unfortunately, Ephraim didn't look at it that way. They thought, wow, what a good farmer I am. I mean, look at all this wheat. Look at all these grapes. I must know how to handle myself. I must be the best farmer around. And they took pride. They had a crown of pride. To understand pride, it's, it's like a, a swelling. It's a filling of oneself based upon how you act. And so this crown of swelling, this crown of pride, it gave them fat heads. And so we have a people with fat heads and the fat valley. So hopefully you're kind of getting this picture of these people with ginormously huge egos, fat heads, thinking of themselves as being the best at what they do, the best at tilling the fields and getting rid of the stones and farming. And so they were living easy on the land. And they thought it was all because they were something special, because they were doing everything perfectly. But in fact, that wasn't the case. It was what God had given them. <clears throat> the Bible tells us that they took, such, or took advantage of the land to such a degree that even the priests and the prophets were filled with pride. Now, the priests and the prophets, they were supposed to be the ones that were delivering the words of God. They were supposed to be the ones talking to the people to help them to understand that God says that you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do that, giving the instructions that God wanted the people to have. That was one of their primary jobs, to educate and teach the people about the word of God. But they themselves had gotten caught up in their pride. It even got a little bit gross to, to the extent that says in verse number 8, for all the tables are full of vomit and filthiness. That's how full of pride and full of the things that they had grown and things that they had done for themselves. They made themselves sick because of all that God had blessed them with. And they didn't take the time at all to thank God for it. They thought it was because of them. In fact, they rejected the instruction of God because they saw it as beneath them. A little bit earlier in the chapter, before our theme verse this week, <clears throat> says this, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from milk? And so the question is posed, who, who's going to be the one that's going to be taught? Who's going to be the one that's going to receive instruction? Now, school's about to start for all of you, right? And everyone's excited about school, aren't you? I can look at you and laugh and smile because... <laughs> I'm done with school. I've been done for a long time. That doesn't mean I have to stop learning, though, because it should be an ongoing process. But, but that's not how these people, that's not how the tribe of Ephraim, this group of people, looked at it. 
they saw it as God trying to teach them knowledge, God trying to give them instruction, teach them doctrine, show them exactly what he expected and how to do things. They saw it as something for, for babies, something that was beneath them, something that they already knew how to do it. We don't need to consult the instruction. We can put this together. We've done it year after year after year. Why, oh why, would we bother going to see what God has to say? It doesn't matter. They saw the way God instructed them as being beneath them, and they thought themselves too smart to need God's simplistic instructions. Again, it goes on to say, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Them that are weaned from milk. Verse number 10. This might sound familiar. But it says, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. See, Isaiah is outlining how God speaks and how God works and how God delivers his instructions, his commandments to the people. But our theme verse helps us to understand the mindset that these people had when God delivered them. It says, but the word of God was unto them, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. They looked at how God's word was delivered to them, the way that God did it. This is pretty simple, right? Do you know what the next first step is? Take out one piece. Now, I understand you've got to show the instructions. Thanks, Lego. I need one piece. And then, oh, look, I get to add two more pieces. But if you've ever built something with Legos, you know that's how it goes, right? You take two pieces, maybe four pieces, three pieces, and you flip the pages, and you spend more time looking for the pieces than you actually do trying to assemble the thing because the pieces are scattered all over the table and they fall on the floor, and it seemed to take forever, but not because it's complicated, just because you can't find everything. <clears throat> but it's there because if you just looked at the picture, if you tried to assemble this spaceship, without the instructions, you might get close. You might have some of the pieces in the right place, and maybe even the outside would look exactly like it does here in the picture. And if you could do that, I'd be impressed. But I doubt that you'd have everything put together the right way on the inside because it has to go piece by piece, step by step, even if it seems like it's remedial, even if it seems like it's way too easy. But that's the way they do it. Because they understand that you might be able to put the pieces together, but you can't look at the picture and know that on the inside, five little studs from the back and two layers down, you need to put this two-square two little piece. You don't know that. And so they make it simple for you to be able to understand. And if you're trying to build it yourself right the first time, then you consult the instructions because you realize, you know what, I don't know what I'm talking about. But the problem that Ephraim faced is because what was taking place is that they were suffering the consequences from God because they were, were rejecting the word of God because they thought it was too simple. They, they, thought, they thought it was beneath them. They were too caught up in themselves, too proud and too full of themselves to really listen to what God had to say. So when the man of God came to them and said, whoa, you need to stop what you're doing, stop abusing the land and thinking that it's all you, thinking that you're all that in a bag of chips, that you've got it figured out, and listen to what God has to say. And there's even some wonderful things that God issues for, that God tells them if they were to stop and if they were to recognize God for who he is. But they didn't want to listen. 
I thought it was beneath them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. There a little. God talks to us like we're babies. Why should we listen? We know what we're doing. We've been alive for 20, 30, 40, 50 years or more. We know what we're doing. But making your own Lego creation... <coughs> with all the pieces and throwing away the instructions, is never going to turn out the way the instructions show it. And just like Brother Eric said, God has a master plan for your life. He most certainly does. And God's plan is only going to be accomplished a little bit at a time. A little piece at a time. I stand here before you with the blessed opportunity to be able to, uh, be able to present God's word to you this week during Vacation Bible School. Years and years and years and years and years ago, before maybe some of you were even born, I had the opportunity to sit in this pew, or some of these pews, as a teenager, and listen to somebody present God's Word. And you know what I thought? You know what I knew? One day, I'm going to be so awesome, I'm going to have the opportunity to be up. No, I didn't. I had no clue what God wanted me to do. And if God told me when I was sitting back there that, hey, you're going to be up there one day, I would have been terrified because I had no desire to, put, or to stand up in front of people. I'm introverted. I don't like to talk to people. I don't like to talk in front of people. Okay? This is really uncomfortable. But that's okay. This is what God wants me to do, and that's fine. And so I'm not going to take you through everything that took place in my life, but I know when I was a teenager and I was sitting back there, I wanted to join the military. I had desires through that, and I was working my way toward that end. And I'm thankful that there was a man, Brother Eric Watson, that encouraged me to go to Bible college. And so, you know what? I did, because I didn't have anything else to do with my life. I'm like, whatever, I can go there for a few years, and we'll see what happens. And I went to Bible college for a few years, and going into my third year of Bible college, I had been fighting for the two years before that about the matter of my salvation. And praise God that I was in a place where I could hear God's word over and over and over and over and over again about this matter of salvation. And finally, I yielded and said, God, I have not been saved. I have not accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And it was at that point that I was saved. And I was so thankful that I had the opportunity to go to Bible college. When I was done there, I, I went to go serve at a church in Iowa. I had no clue what I was doing. I hadn't really done anything in a church before, but I worked for a man that gave me the opportunity to, to learn and to make mistakes. And I was perfectly content being an associate and just helping out being in the background and doing whatever he wanted me to do. It was great. But I can see very specifically in my life how God did things little step by little step by little step, never showing me that one day he'd have me go to a place I'd never heard of and have the opportunity to start a church. Because had he told me that, I wouldn't have been willing to go to Bible college. I wouldn't have been willing to go to Iowa. I wouldn't have been willing to do any of that because it would have terrified me at the prospect of going and doing something so immense. Because I understand that whenever it comes to doing things like that, God has to do it. I can't. And so I'm so thankful that God showed me little piece by little piece. Now you think, okay, you're old. I am. It's okay. You can say that. What about us? Because you're, what, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you're, you're teenagers. And how many of you know exactly what you're going to do in five years? Okay. Four? Three, two? How about next month? School, right? Okay, and that's about all the further you're thinking, and that's okay. 
And that's why I'm here to say that God indeed has a master plan for your life. <clears throat> and in order for God's plan to work out the way that he intends, it has to be followed. But here's the problem. God's plan for your life involves you. See, so why is that a problem? Because you're you, and you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And you know what? Sometimes we get fat-headed. We do. Now, fortunately, it doesn't show, because it'd be really easy to pick out the people that are full of pride just by judging how fat their heads are. Now, you can't go pick on somebody. If they've got a head fatter than you, and say, you must be full of pride. I can tell by the size of your head. They might not take that too well. But if we take a moment, <clears throat> we're not too different from Ephraim. We're surrounded by God's blessings. We certainly are. The wonderful food that we have, Chick-fil-A gift card in that backpack, that is awesome. Do you know how many hours I have to drive to get to a Chick-fil-A? I don't even know. I haven't looked on my phone, but it's hours and hours. You're blessed to have a wonderful place like that. So close. But we have wonderful food. You have video games that you get to play, right? <clears throat> you have friends. You have a relatively easy life. And it can be very simple for us to get so caught up in the things that God has blessed us with that we totally leave God out of the picture. Now, now you're here tonight, which tells me that at least you want to be in God's house. Or maybe that wasn't your thought. Maybe you thought, well, I'm, I'm going to come to vacation Bible school because I don't want to be outside in the heat and the humidity and sweat, and it's going to be nice and air-conditioned there, and all I have to do is sit and endure somebody talking for a really long time, and I might get some candy and some snow cones and have fun. And if that was your thought, that's great. I'm glad you're here anyway. But you're here tonight. And so maybe you're not somebody that is leaving God out of your life. But it certainly could be that you decide that you know enough, that you've got things figured out. At the ripe old age of 8 or 14, you know everything you need to know for life. Well, let me tell you, as somebody that is a whole 36 years old, you don't. Because I don't. Because none of us has the entirety of life figured out. You could be 80 years old. You're still not going to have it all figured out. But I can assure you that God does. Because let me tell you this. If you could imagine the very best life for yourself right now, take out a piece of paper and write everything down that the perfect life would look like for yourself, I can promise you that the very best thing that you're going to write down isn't going to come close to what God's master plan has for your life. I can promise you that. Because your mind can't think of all the things that God knows. Your mind can't, can't even begin to understand all the wonderful things that God wants to do with your life. Now, I would never have picked going to Ogallala, Nebraska to restart a church. Would never have made it on my list at all. But I'm so thankful that God worked it out that way because I have a wonderful wife, I have wonderful children, and I know I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And I get to thank God every day for what he's doing, not because I'm so great, but because he is so wonderful and so magnificent. And he's done it piece by piece, little step by little step, commandment by commandment, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Because that's how Isaiah said, it must be. That's how God does it. Because regardless of how smart you think you are, you're not as smart as God. Regardless of how brilliant you may think you are, you don't have it all figured out. 
And so it's important that we're humble, that we're not fat-headed. Because Peter and James both tell us that God resists the proud. He resists the fat-headed. Because pride rejects the simplicity of God's word and of God's plan. Being fat-headed, being full of yourself, rejects God's plan. But I'll tell you this, that Peter and James also tell us that God giveth grace unto the humble. To the people that are willing to recognize that they don't know it all. To people that recognize that they need help in life. To people that recognize that they're not perfect. And you know why you're not perfect? Because you're a sinner. Because I'm a sinner. Because you do things wrong. Because at some point in your life, you've lied. Because at some point in your life, you've been angry with somebody or you've hit somebody. Because at some point in your life, you've broken one of God's laws. It's happened. So you're not perfect. So you need help. If you want God's master plan to work out in your life, it has to start with being humble enough to recognize that you're not perfect. And see and understand that in God's word, he's made a way that he can work in your life and work out that master plan, but it has to start with Jesus Christ. Now, if you've come to church, maybe you've heard about who Jesus is and what he's done. And if this is your first time here, maybe you've never heard about who Jesus is and what he's done for you. But let me just clear off a few moments here to help you understand. Maybe you already know this. Don't think of it as precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. I'm not going to talk down to you like your little babies. I'm not going to talk down to you and demean you. I want you to understand the very clear things that God has said about who Jesus is and why he came to this earth because it is of utmost importance and it cannot be ignored. And so I want you to tune in and key into what takes place. Put the pride aside, put the fat-headedness away, and humble yourself and listen to what God has to say because God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, some 2,000 years ago, that was born exactly how God said he, who, he would be born, when he said he would be born, where he said he would be born, to a virgin, that he lived a perfect life, a sinless life, that he never did anything wrong, and he always did that which is right, that he was not only 100% man, but he was also 100% God, and there's a very specific reason that that took place. But as he went through life, he lived the way that God wanted him to live. And he fulfilled all the things that God said that he was going to fulfill. See, God talked about a long time before Jesus was born exactly what he was going to do so that people around knew that he was indeed who he said he was, which was the Messiah, which was Christ. Jesus, having lived a perfect life, still had people that hated him. Now, there might be people around you that hate you, that don't like you, but you're not perfect. I'm not saying that they have a good reason for it, but they had no reason at all why they should hate Jesus other than their own pride. But they hated him, and so they sought to kill him. And one day, when the time was right, Jesus yielded himself to be nailed on a cross, and he died. He shed his blood. He sacrificed himself. And the reason that he did that was because the sacrifice was necessary, because he loved me, he loved you, but the sacrifice was necessary because God in his word very clearly states for the wages of sin is death. That the reward, the, the wonderful thing that you get, I say wonderful sarcastically, the wonderful thing, the thing that you get for being a sinner is death. 
separation from God. And God makes it very clear that that separation is not just you're out of his presence. You might think, oh, well, big whoop. No, being out of his presence means that you're in a place that God clearly defines or clearly describes to us as a place called hell that's filled with torment. This isn't to scare anyone, but to understand the reality of the situation, that there is a place that is indeed reserved for those people that are apart, that are separated from God. It's a very harsh place to go. And you might think, how could God do that? Why would God be so mean to send people there? He made mankind. At least that's what the Bible says, and that's what I believe is indeed the case. And so if he made each and every one of us, and he says that he loves us, then why would he send us to a place that's far from him, a place called hell, a place that is dark and that is burning and it's filled with torment? Why would he do that? Because it's the sin that's the problem. It's the sin that separates. As I said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. And so God sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross, to shed his precious blood so that he could provide a wonderful gift because he loves you. And while he is completely right and completely just and he cannot have sin in his presence and so it must be punished by being separated from him forever in a place called hell, he also made a way for you to have a relationship with him and be brought into his presence for all eternity. And that is through Jesus Christ. And he didn't make it hard. Because he understands that, one, he wants young children to be able to understand it. He also understands that despite how smart we might think we are, we're very simple creatures. And so he made the reception, the receiving of this gift, very easy. God tells us clearly in his word that it's through simple faith. Understanding who Jesus is, that he was the son of God, that he was 100% man so that he could die for men, and he was 100% God so he could die for all mankind. And that by simply recognizing who he is and accepting his sacrifice for yourself, then you too can avoid the separation from God in the very real place called hell and enjoy the wonderful gift of salvation and eternity with God in heaven. Now there's a whole lot more that comes along with that thing that God gives through Jesus Christ. But as a matter of what we're talking about tonight and starting things off right, with Vacation Bible School. I want to be upfront with the fact that the goal is to help you to understand the necessity of accepting Jesus into your life because that's where God's master plan begins. And not to be a person that's fat-headed or filled with pride. You want to learn a new word? A lot of people in this world, they are salipsistic. You know what that means? You can impress people and you can say salipsistic. They think that the sun revolves around them. They think that everyone cares about what they think, about what they have to say, and so they put it out there for everyone to see, and they don't really consider what other people have to say. They're not really overly concerned about the opinions, the views, the thoughts of other people. I like throwing new words out there as I learn them because there's a whole lot of great things we can learn. So I want to encourage you, don't be a salipsistic person. Don't think that the world revolves around you. Don't be fat-headed. Be humble this week. I don't have anything in and of myself that I think is all that great to say, but I know that God's Word has wonderful things to communicate to you. And so I trust that as you come each and every night, you'll want to listen to what God's Word has to say. 
And I also trust that you'll see how important it is to build precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, and you'll invite other people, not so you can win a really cool prize, but because you want them to know about God's master plan for their life. Because again, the very best thing that you can imagine, being a millionaire, being famous, whatever it is, it will not bring you the joy, it will not bring you the satisfaction, it will not be nearly as fulfilling and as wonderful as the life, as the plan that God has for each and every one of you. And so let's commit to be humble this week, to be willing to listen to God's word, and if you haven't taken that first step of humility in recognizing that you're a sinner, tonight certainly is the night to do just that. Stand with me if you would. Heads bowed and eyes closed. As we go through the week, my desire is to to build from here. We've got the construction theme, and so we're going to, to work to do that. But it needs to start with an attitude, with a mindset of humility.